Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nisty Delaney. So what? It's the Monday episode. Welcome along. Um, how are you doing, Sam? Good weekend? Yeah, d- decent, as the mm. kids say. They all say decent nowadays, Do they? don't they? Is that what decent. they say now? Should Every, we be saying that decent. too? Right. Okay. No, I think decent. we should steer clear of it. But it's just a thing. The football has started doing it. Like I remember Rio Ferdinand was using the word decent for everything quite a few years mm. ago. And now even Len... He's only eight because he watches the YouTubers doing their um, FIFA chat. Right? Yeah, yeah, because he's so into FIFA. Like, he spends his, when he's not playing it, he'll be on YouTube looking at some kid talking about it. And he's like, it's like coming out of all the youth terms, hasn't it? I mean, (laughs) I thought to myself, I didn't raise him in the leafy suburb of Barnes for him to go go around talking like a little Herbert. Talking street. Exactly, but he can get to them either way. And uh, he's yeah. going, everything's decent, decent to be fair, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other day he went, look at that lad's trim, which I'm not certain, but the fact that he called a kid's haircut or a footballer's haircut trim. trim. I don't know. It made me, I said, where'd you get that from? He went, nowhere, just something I said, something I say. Right, it's got to come somewhere, mate. So I'm, I'm like, he's pick, he's picking quite a lot of chat up here. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that's fine. I'm not too worried about that. But I've just noticed that everything's decent. Mm. But to us, decent means okay, doesn't mm. it? It means six out of ten. Yeah, yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, but they'll describe something that's really nice as decent. Eight and a half, nine out of ten. Is that their mm. decent? Do you think? Yeah. Fucking hell. go on. Oh, that is well decent. Meaning that's fucking good. And you go, well, don't call it decent then, mate. Yeah. Call it excellent. Or as I used to say when I was at school, (laughs) exy. Yeah, I remember that. Did you ever say that? We had that in the north as well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exy. That is exy. What was that other one we had (laughs) as well? We should bring that back. We had a one for a while, Detsy. Did you ever have that? Detsy. Detsy. We had debt. We had debt. Right. We were, so it might be related. Uh, so that was be. more secondary school. Exy was very much primary school. Yeah. But when we were in secondary school, we would go, oh, that is debt. Mm. Meaning that is good. Maybe that's where it's come from. It's yeah. across, across the uh, the Fuck boundaries of North and of South. It. It's changed. Yeah. I mean, I assumed it all came from the uh, rappers out in America. Well, everything probably that's does. That's where most it of this all stuff arrives, seems to come it all, from. It all arrives in the docks in Liverpool. And it yeah. spreads out from there, doesn't sent it? Sent over by the rappers. <laughs> sent over the records. Late at and night. The words. Yeah. Ah, here we go, lad. We're <laughs> expecting a shipment from the rappers in New York. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in there. Apparently, a fucking ton of baseball caps and a bunch of new words for us to use. <laughs> a list. So 12 inch <sighs> singles and a list. A list of words. words that we 
that we're supposed to disseminate on the streets of the UK. Some of us have got to take it to the south, some have got to take it to the north. But we can't get them mixed up. We want them using the word de as far up as Sunderland. <laughs> but no further, don't take it to Cumbria. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened, as they tell you in all them Beatles documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 before the weekend, I told you I was on a mission to Lidl on Sunday morning to get a hammock. To get your hammock, yeah. I went at, at oh, five to ten before they were due to open. Great mm-hmm. big queue up to the, the door of Lidl. People waiting for it to open, and I thought, shit, I fucked this. I should have come earlier. Everyone's come for a hammock. And of course, they did. Of course, was through. it was it all hammock buyers? Well, that's what I thought it might be. I thought it, yeah. it felt you know reasonable. I thought it could all be TFTM listeners who'd heard you know the episode and were after a hammock for themselves. But they opened the doors, and everyone filed in politely as we do these days. And when I finally got in, people were just doing grocery shopping. Most of them, mm. there was a few in the middle aisle because it was a Sunday. New stuff goes out on a Sunday in the middle middle of little. Uh, and Little I made my way to the hammocks, and I was the only one there. No problem. No you could problem. have had a few if you'd wanted. I got three, Sam. I got one yeah. for each of the family. Did you really? Yeah. You bought three hammocks? Three hammocks, yeah. You fucking maniac. In it. You're no. out of control, mate. Well, I think That's I might be. That's the sort of thing I'd do. I think I might be, but you know what? You only live once, don't you? And now all of my hammock needs are taken care of indefinitely, mate. so... That, you know what that is? That's living out loud. That's that living is, out that's loud. That's LOL. Sam. Exactly. Yeah, I bought three hammocks, two croissants. You're a three hammock family now. We're well, a three hammock family. You know, that's, that's the sort of family that's identified and poured over in political focus groups. Yeah. Like that Dominic yeah. Cummins will be doing a presentation right now to the cabinet about how they're trying to triangulate the three hammock family. Yeah. In, in former Labour heartlands, yeah, right, of course. who now aspire to more than their parents and yeah. grandparents had. What are their right? needs? Yeah, what are their and desires, they, expectations? Yeah, what are their desires? These people, these people aren't content to sit around on grass or no. even on deck chairs. No. These people want more. Um, they want hammocks. And mm. not just one that they share. They want a whole family of up to three people mm. in a hammock all at one time. These uh, are the new people that we should be targeting. And they're not traditional but, hammock users. They don't do the thing where no. you tie each end of a hammock to two different uh, tree or you know the exterior of a house. These are people with frames on their hammocks who yeah, can fold them down. Uh, portable hammock users. Yeah. It's not just hammock users, well, they're portable hammock users. They're 21st century hammock consumers, right? Yeah, they expect exactly. to have their hammock. They want a hammock on the go. Yeah, Right, they're not like the stodgy generations who grew up in the post-war years, right? Who would expect there to just be a stationary hammock? They mm. want these hammocks to go anywhere. They might Dan even Park. fucking, they might even take hammocks into business meetings with they them. They do, yeah. So yeah. don't mind if I rig. Uh, before we start, don't mind if I rig up this fucking hammock, do you? They've got people who are going down the park now and and, and you know fraternising with other people in other bubbles, taking the hammocks along, pitching the hammocks up. There's an arrogance to it, Sam. There's an arrogance to it. These people would would go to a public place with a hammock. The hammock community. Yeah. Um, Is that what I I am now? In one way, I aspire to them. But on the other hand, there is an arrogance to them, a smugness. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, let's just say they polarise. I've listened, over the weekend, I was listening to talk radio. And one of their shock jocks did a three-hour phone-in. 
just about hammock users, <laughs> and I I could not believe the anger yeah. that people were, were had on the show. It was awful, really. But I mean, but uh, that's the world we live in now, Andy. I'm a portable hammock user, but I've got no intentions of using it in public. It's no. solely for garden private use. So, do I, am yeah. I then lumped in with those people who'll take it to the parks or even the beach? No, I don't believe in labelling everyone. It's just a, it's well, it's a form of it's a, it's like racism. It's like I'm not going to label everyone the same just because they happen to have a hammock. Yeah, you know, you don't or have the same hammocks. characteristics as every other free hammock owner out there. Yeah, I mean, and it's not you know because there, there's people, a lot of people whose families probably grew up in the east of London, but have now moved out to mm. Essex countryside. Mm-hmm. And they'll be living in new builds in Essex, right? They'll yep. be ABC One aspirational people. Yeah, they might subs- The dad might subscribe to GQ. He might spend fifty pounds plus on just on cufflinks every month. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'll probably drive a saloon car, right? Mm. And he'll have hammocks too. Now. Mm. To all intents and purposes, you have nothing in common with him. Not nothing at all. But no. as far as the political spin doctors are concerned, yeah. you're lumped into the same exactly. country simply because of your hammock ownership. Couldn't be anything less like that, man. Mm. Not at all. Um, it is racism. I think. Yeah. Um, I do feel victimised by by the people who who. You see, I'm living out loud. I'm, I'm not hammocking out loud, am I? I'm hammocking. You're not one of these quietly kids under the that go out on a Friday night and just fucking put their hammock up right outside someone else's front garden on the mm. pavement, mm. blocking the pavement for anyone Don't else. Have a, have like a, some, a, nice, some, a nice lie down, yeah. Some some nuns could be coming along yeah. on their way back to the nunnery and they can't get through and this fucking lad is sat there in yeah. his Burberry baseball cap, yeah. right? Intimidating people. Smoking a, a big ganja cigarette, yeah. right? Spitting. Yeah. And the nuns come along and they go, excuse me, he goes, hello, ladies, can mm. I help you? Right? No. Disrespectful. Get out of your hammock, disassemble it, let the nuns pass, then take it back to your own garden, mate. Yeah. I mean, again, that's not me. That's not me at all. But But you um, do see that, don't you? All the time. But um, Mm. I'm lumped in. I'm lumped in with those people now. I mean, I saw someone on Instagram yesterday when I I posted a picture of it calling me Andy Three Hammocks Dawson, which is, (laughs) I imagine that swept the nation now. That, that you know what that is, mate? It's identity politics. There's a lot of envy out there. Mm. And just because you just because you've made something of yourself. Yeah. Right? Have, yeah. Just because you have elevated yourself beyond the circumstances into which you were born. Yeah, massively. By podcasting the fuck yeah. out of shit. Yeah. Right? Uh hard work has got you those hammocks. And Lots don't you of hard get that? Don't don't yeah. you let anyone make you feel guilty for having free hammocks because you earned them, mate. I mean, it's almost 3pm now when we're recording this, and but, but people will just think this is a 35-minute podcast and it's just taking 35 minutes out of our day, but no, there's so much no. more that goes into it before and afterwards. Absolutely. That it's, it's almost so much that I can't even begin to explain it all because it would take you up a normal, that 35 an, minutes, wouldn't it? A normal citizen wouldn't be able to get no, their head around just, it. If you... Unless you're a podcaster, you simply just don't understand the content, but, um, the con- the process of content creation and mm-hmm. distribution mm-hmm. is intense. It's exhausting. God, yeah. It's draining. Yeah, and it takes a certain sort of man or woman to do it. Even so, yeah. and we're yeah. a rare breed. We are. Um, I don't think that we should be denigrated. 
if we choose to spend some of the proceeds on three I hammocks. I think people leave us alone and let us just, just live, let us live our live own lives. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got glad. some musicians um, on our books now, not least this drummer, and yeah. we're very open to the idea of other musicians and music producers mm-hmm. joining in. Um, I'm thinking maybe for the next tour, a, theme, a bespoke theme tune, which right. we collaborate on. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe it could be called Living Out Loud. Yeah, yeah, we could, could write our own song, couldn't we? An anthem for the for the masses. If you're listening and you're a music pro who's nifty on the garage band and can play your own instruments and you want a bit of an initial guidance, I would say anthemic synth pop. Yeah. So like a synth pop anthem, but something huge, very big production. I'm Living out loud. Think of it. Little, That's the title. It's got to have a big sound. I think a little bit in the in the area of Jump by Van Halen, something like that. Yeah. Bam. And then I would drum up and do the big drums that come in as well. Mm. Yeah. Also, don't be afraid to reference just in vibe, in, in atmosphere, simple minds at their stadium filling yeah, best their, as well. Absolute pomp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know if you remember when Jim Kerr went in for wearing very large overcoats. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. That just that could be something that me and Andy come on stage in in our next show. Yeah. So Im- imagine that the song's called "Living Out Loud." Think stadium. Mm-hmm. Think synth. Think Van Halen. Think, think Simple Minds. Yeah. Just think big. Um, and yeah, I think that's quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've got no idea when live shows will be feasible again. Possibly another two years. Do maybe we, I don't do we no have idea. any indication of that? I, I, I know because we're going to do a fucking outside one, aren't we? Oh, we're going to do. I'm planning gig. a festival. Well, yeah, but it's it's not about us. It's about it's about the punters that can come and whether they're allowed a distance. Unless we put them all in hammocks. Unless you're only allowed to come if you bring your own uh, portable hammock, and then you, you're Mate, automatically distanced from everyone. You're else. allowed in the park, right? And in private parks or private beaches, I'm not ruling out the beach in Shanklin that I like to use right, right? Yeah. where actually there is a local guy there's a local Rastafarian I'm, I'm assuming he's the only Rastafarian on the Isle of Wight to be honest I've never seen any others he's called Derek Sandy mm-hmm. look him up he's fucking fantastic okay. he's probably my favourite live musical act in Britain today right? right and every summer he is there outside the little cafe on the beach doing amazing covers of all sorts of pop classics quite a lot of reggae and yep. some self-penned numbers including his own um rewritten version of house of fun by madness right. which goes welcome to the isle of white rather than welcome to the house of fun Fucking it's up. very good yeah um and i really enjoy watching him on the beach and it and and what you can do is you can there's a small entrance to this beach. You could easily limit the amount of people that came on and stay within health and safety mm-hmm. regulations, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm genuinely thinking we could do a live outdoor show. With him and support. Yeah, Derek Sandy yeah. can be supporting. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Great. Great plans for the future there, then. Lovely. Anyone interested in that? Uh, anyone own a private beach? Yeah. We could go to old Lewis, what's his name's uh, Diversified Farm and yeah, do an outdoor festival. gig there. we've discussed this before, haven't we? Yeah, but it's, like before, we, you know, in the end, it just worked out more convenient for us to do a tour of existing small to medium sized theatres. Yeah, yeah. In, in Which various kind of cities, out, didn't it? yeah. 
in various cities and market towns across the UK. Out. Yeah. It worked out, but now times have changed. Who knows? We might have to do a farm festival. You're listening to Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney, the hardest working cunts in podcasting. Uh, do you want to have a look at the predictions update, Sam? Yeah. 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 All right, here we yeah. go. Um, ooh, very tight weekend results, but got a zero. Um, right. It seems to have been a lot of away wins. Which which was predicted based on the Bundesliga, there were yeah. five matches we looked at this weekend. None of them were home wins, so it's now for results. But uh, you got five points, Sam. Oh, I, not bad. I got four points. Oh. So oh, sorry. So That's I'm on one three seven. On you. You're on one two five. I'm on one zero four. But we've got a round of midweek predictions to do, so you've got an extra oh, chance to catch up. Lovely. Do you want to do them now? Let's do it. All right. Hit the random fixture generator blob has come up with these five matches for us to look at, all Premier League. Brighton versus Manchester United. I'll go first if you want. Yeah. Uh, I think this will be uh, 2-0 to Manchester United. 2-0 to Manchester United. Brighton, Manchester United. I'll say, um, yeah, I'm going to say 2-0 as well. Oh, I like it. Psychological edge to me there. Crystal Palace versus Burnley next. You go first. Oh, what a fucking dreary game this is going to be. <laughs> Jesus With no Christ. fans as well. Can you imagine sitting through this? Fucking horrible, isn't it, this football I'd, at the I'd, minute? I'd fucking watch anything rather than that. I mean, what's the worst sport you can think of? You I'd can watch, watch footage of me trying to get in a hammock for yeah, 90 I'd minutes. Watch, I'd fucking definitely watch that, yeah. Um... Fucking! I just don't care. Is there an option where you can go? I don't care. Well, yeah, nil nil. That's what I'm going to go yeah. for. Nil nil nil. Yeah. No, well, not if you're going nil nil. <laughs> I'll go one nil. One nil to whoever's at home. I don't know who that Crystal is. Crystal Palace. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, Manchester City versus Liverpool. Well, oh I think we'll God. see. We'll see City form a guard of honour. I think for Liverpool before this. Yeah, we will. But, That'll uh, be sick. In, that'll stick in their throat, won't mm, it? Just a bit. Uh, I think Liverpool are going to win this, to be honest. Okay. By what uh, scoreline? I think the scoreline will be <laughs> City 1, Liverpool 3. Oof. Yeah. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. I think City will be back next season yeah. if they sign a couple of players, like particularly a centre-back and maybe a world-class striker. But uh, Liverpool at the moment... Yeah, I mean, fucking hell. Well, I think Liverpool have been on the piss for the last week. So yeah, but sometimes, you know, like where you sort of are, are even more effervescent when you've been on the piss a yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> when you've got Not a really. hangover, you've either got like a sluggish hangover. But yeah. I occasionally used to get these ones where I don't know what it was, but for two days I'd mm. be the, like, if I hit the pub early the next day, I've been out on a Friday night, and then I'd go over to West Ham quite early, yeah. start drinking early. Um, maybe in the Grave Morris mm-hmm. on Whitechapel Road. If any hammers are aware of that, that was an old craze pub. What was this? Um, yeah, wow. but you know, obviously, it had obviously become a lot less hard by the time I started frequenting it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I left a political speech in there one night 
when I was I was working as a as I've probably talked about a lot before I worked for Harriet Harman when I was a, a teenager when I was yeah. 19 and she was the she had a good youth policy she, Harriet Harman then didn't she she fucking she brought, did yeah, she brought a lot of uh, she was bringing a lot of through. talent through yeah. yeah a lot of talent and uh, she just had an instinct for it she had a nose for great yeah. young talent yeah the conveyor and, belt she had, um, wasn't it the Harman conveyor belt yeah, that's what they called it. She was like the... Der- no, not Dario Grady. You can't say that anymore. No, you can't. She was like the Tony Carr, who famously ran the West Ham Academy that produced Frank Lampard and Joe okay. Cole and Rio and all that. Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jalapeño. Anyway, she, for some reason, I can't fucking remember why it seems ludicrous, but I had to take a speech, which she was the the shadow chief secretary to the treasury, right? Mm. And the chief secretary to treasury was Michael Portillo. And it was treasury questions. And she had to fucking make us... She was going up against him. And so it was quite a big set piece. And there was a speech. And for some reason, I had to take it to someone. All of my work was, you know, just photocopying, making tea, and sometimes delivering shit, because it was pre-email, right? So I'd have to deliver the hard copy of something to some fucker. Here you go, cunt. Take that over to some other bastard. (laughs) But it would be good, because sometimes you'd go over. You'd be fucking shuffling around Parliament... Or going up into fucking Tony Blair's office with new shadow home secretary. Ooh. There you go, cunt. That's from Harriet. <laughs> right? And uh, I... Watch uh, your fucking back, lad, because I'm the new kid. I'll be after <laughs> your job. <laughs> you might have heard of me. Delaney's the name. I'm going right to the top. <laughs> Fame, I'm going to live forever. Yeah. I'm going to learn how to fly. <laughs> Could someone get this strange teenager out of my office, please? I'm telling you, Blair, your, day, your, your days are fucking numbered. You can throw me out now, but I'll keep bouncing back. <laughs> uh, and I was proved right. Anyway, he, um, I had this speech, and I think I was supposed to be delivering it to someone either that night or first thing next morning, but I had to go to a West Ham midweek game, mm. and it was quite a big game. And rather than deliver the speech when I was supposed to, I thought, ah, fuck it. I'll stick that under my arm, take it to football, and then just deliver it tomorrow morning. No one will be any the wiser, right? <laughs> what so could possibly fucking, go wrong? Uh, printed out a long fucking speech. So I've turned up at the Grave Morris, right, and met all, all the rest of them, all the rest of the lads I went with, and I've just stuck it on the table in a brown envelope. And someone's gone, yeah, oh, it fucks that. And I go, ah, it's just a, it's a fucking speech from my boss. I've got to deliver it to someone to I'll give it a once-over. Uh, fucking speech. Who do you, you think fucking, you are? You fucking punts. I'll catch you up. 
I ought to fucking cut you open like a tin of beans, walking in here with your fucking speech, right? So anyway, please leave me alone. I hate speeches too, but I have to do it, you see, or they won't pay me. I have to earn a living somehow. (laughs) So I like... Anyway, I fucking left the speech on the table. It was covered in beer and fag ash. I went, I got all the way to Upton Park Station, which is a few stops along from Whitechapel. And only when I was walking down the street from the tube to the ground, I go, oh, fucking hell, I left the, the fucking, fucking speech. speech. I'm going to have to go back. And I, I went usually with a load of older lads, like uh, my older brother's mates. And one of them, Tommy, who's quite a bad man, he went, oh, don't worry about that. There's no need for you to miss the game. I'll go back via Whitechapel. I live round there. Don't worry, I'll nip in the pub and pick it up for you Ooh. on the way home. Ooh. And I've gone, oh, yeah, great, all right, thinking, what the fuck's he going to be going back past the pub, right, in a, in a minimum of two hours, but yeah. probably a lot more. So I called the pub from a phone box rather than go back. I called mm. the fat pub from the phone box. This is like a leak. This is how leaks happen. But yeah. I had no idea of all this stuff, right? This is like... The, the opposition, the the other party with the government would have wanted to get their hands on this speech so they could have the heads up in advance. I've just fucking standing on Green Street in a, by a payphone going, yeah, uh, I'm the little <laughs> pipsqueak that was in your pub earlier, fucking ro- walking around the place like I thought I was fucking Jimmy Kennedy with a speech under me arm. Like, I, only thing is I left it on the table. Yeah, well, last laugh's on me, innit? Because I fucking left it there. If you see a speech hanging around, grab it and keep it behind the bar. No, it won't be me coming to collect it. It'll be a drunken friend, a drunken hooligan called Tommy. Yeah, that's right. He'll be picking up for me. It'll be fine. Well, he actually did. And then the next day, he was he was working in Soho, so I had to make my excuses about the whereabouts of this speech, mm. right? until he got in, hung over to his office in Soho. Thank God he picked up the speech and remembered to take it to work the next day. And I had to go around Soho, pick it up off of him, and then take it back to the House of Parliament and deliver it to its intended wow. destination. And it was covered in all fags and, you know, rings off the bottom of yeah. beer glasses and stuff like that. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was not a, not a great start. Different times. Different times, of course. But, um, uh, Bournemouth versus Newcastle? Bournemouth versus Newcastle. <laughs> I'm going to say Bournemouth nil, Newcastle two. I'm going to say uh, Bournemouth two, Newcastle nil. Whoa. A reverse of that. Well, one. I fucking help I'm right and you're wrong because like, West Ham are uh, right in the mile yeah. with Bournemouth. The whole um, prediction league could pivot on that, that match. Yeah, and finally, Arsenal versus Norwich. I'll go first on this one. Um, I can't see anything other than Arsenal win for this 3-1 to Arsenal I'm going to say 3-0 for Arsenal can't see Norwich scoring right oh there we are the predictions are now locked in and that's that Uh, we've had a few more uh, tweets and emails and things on the back of uh, Penguins being known as business geese in yeah. China, in Mandarin rather. Uh, yeah. LDP Foster tweets, on the back of your recent business goose discussion, I was reminded that the German for tortoise is Schildkröte, which translates as shield toad. 
<laughs> shield time. A tortoise the shield on a tortoise. And there was one um, other one I saw. Yeah. Where is it? Yep. Uh, Gary Arnett says, did you know that in Denmark they call the rhinoceros the Nasahorn or Nasahorn, yes. which translates as nasal horn? Very literally says, but also I think a better name for them. Yeah, the rhinoceros, the nasal horn. There you go. Were there any others? Yeah, there see? were others, but I can't see them now. Oh. Someone did send me a picture of some lovely baby bears frolicking, though, yeah. which was uh, much appreciated. I don't know if you saw that on the top right. Yeah. Tom will be. Twitter. Uh, and he, he described oh. them as business badges. <laughs> business badges, yeah. yeah. Fucking made my day, though. Me and Len, we had a right good look at those bears. <laughs> you should have seen the wildlife. I felt like Snow White the weekend when I went running in the park. Deer. Yeah. Baby ducklings. Right. 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 Baby ducklings waddling along behind their mum. Oh, lovely. Squirrels and yeah. a fucking little bunny rabbit that suddenly hopped out into my path oh. from some ferns and then hopped back in again. Oh, hello, little I, honestly, guy, I think you said. It yeah. was incredible. This run I did on Saturday, and because it, it was a bit rainy, there wasn't many people around. So there were points when I couldn't see any roads or anything, which is rare in London, but there are some spots you can find. And I was running around and the grass was wet and the air smelt nice. And I just fucking, I was right up next to some deer. Mm-hmm. Like I say, the ducklings, everything. It was it was life-affirming, mate. Just like been in the countryside, yeah. Consider my demons re-fucking set. Yeah, very much so. Speaking of rabbits, there's also been a tweet sent in from a Procrastinator General, which is of uh, a great black-backed gull swallowing a rabbit hole. Oh. It's kind of not what we want, is it, really? But that's Someone nature. Sa- you can't deny nature, Sam. You can't deny nature. It's Someone sent me Nature's a, cunt. a tweet. Someone sent me a tweet of... Uh, well, actually, I ought to... I don't know if I'll be able to find the poor bastard's name now, but um, it was... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at this girl eating the rabbit now. What an absolute bastard. It, it's followed oh, up from my, someone who oh sent us God. one. There was, there was some footage of a seagull swallowing a rat, wasn't there, last week? In the middle of the street... Yeah, and, uh, there was, and and he said that it's it's when I we did a very successful get in touch thing, um, a few months ago, which was what's the strangest thing you've ever seen? Yeah, and, that one's still uh, up for one, business, by the way. Always, it is, of course, it, it always is. This guy said I saw a seagull swallowing a rat in a wanna. Right. Yeah. And I apparently said I'd forgotten this, but I read it out to my wife. Um, she's a good wife, she's but sometimes wife. I try wife. her patience by just shouting out things that the idiots who listen to this podcast <laughs> send to me <laughs> and laughing my head off while she's trying to go about the, the day-to-day business of being a responsible so, adult. Do some good wifing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there going, ah, listen to this one. <laughs> and I've gone, ah. Somebody reckons that they saw a seagull swallowing a rat in a water. What a and she what just a- said... <laughs> As she was going about her business, she just went, like, very impassively, she just went, that's bollocks, and then just <laughs> carried on doing her business, right? And anyway, I apparently reported this back on the yeah. podcast, and he's obviously had the ump for a few months, he's been stewing on it, because suddenly he sent us this clip of a seagull outside a shop swallowing yeah. a rat in a wanna, yeah. and he went, there you go, show your missus that, she said <laughs> I was a bullshitter. <laughs> <laughs> One of my invisible internet friends has been in touch again with some footage you might want to look at. Yes, how do you feel now? 
<laughs> Our good friend Tommy Stewart has mm. been in touch as well, uh, and he says just basically not having this, and it's a tweet from FIFA.com, and it's, it's FIFA have tweeted when Brazil lost the 1950 final. Pele told his tearful father, "Don't cry, Papa. I'll win the World Cup for you." He was just nine years old. Eight years later, at 17, he lived up to that promise in Sweden. And of course, Utter crap, bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, more bullshit from uh, Pele. Football's Whip. biggest bullshitter. Yeah, bullshit alert. Um, Good to highlight that though. I think. Yeah, always. Hey mate, right? My da- now listen, right? My dad cried right in the 1950 World Cup when Brazil <laughs> lost. No, no word of a lie. I right. remember it like it was yesterday. I said to him, I said, Papa, because I called him Papa, right? Because that was the way you'd say it in Brazil. Brazilian for dad. It's Brazilian for dad. Uh, or Portuguese, I should say. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, I've said, I've said, Dad, Papa, don't fucking well, stop crying. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> anyway, no problem, because I'm going to win the fucking no World problemo. Cup when I'm 17, right? No problemo. <laughs> Which Leave is Brazilian for no problem. Leave it to Pele here, right? That's what used to be one of my catchphrases when I were a nipper. Leave it to Pele. <laughs> now, he thought I were fucking about, and I admit, at the time, I was saying it just to try and stop him from crying. Because like, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing me in front of everyone, right? He looked like a right fucking idiot. But part of me did think, right, I, I probably will win the World Cup. <laughs> did I know I'd win it in eight short years when I was just 17? Youngest person to ever win it. No, I didn't know that. But <laughs> if you told me in the t- at the time, say you'd come back in time machine, I wouldn't have been surprised because I were that good at football, even... Aged eight, right? <laughs> I was fucking incredible at the game of football. And so it surprised no one when I won the World Cup. And, and it stopped him crying, so, you know, job done. We yeah. were all happy after Double that. Double fucking whammy. I should have had money on myself there and then. <laughs> should have stuck a fucking ton on myself winning the World Cup. Then I'd be a rich man instead of having to flog these fucking willy pills all over the place just to scrape a living. <laughs> just to keep the fucking... <laughs> Get the wolves from the door. That's Pele sat in his local boozer. Yeah, talking out of his Rio. fucking arse. Just like people come by. All right, all right, lad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, it's me, it's Pele. Now, listen, a lot of lads come in here because they want to hear my stories and about the old times. That's fine, right? But you've got to pay me a quid if you want to sit at my table. That's the rule, right? And that way I'll talk to you. Talk and you can only stay for minutes. half an hour. If you want yeah. to stay longer, it's a quid for every half hour. You gotta to top it up, it's like a gas meter. <laughs> but I can promise you this, right? For fucking guarantees, right? When you pay your money and sit here, it's not much money that you're paying, and everything I fucking tell you will <clears throat> A blow your fucking mind and B be one hundred and ten percent truthful. No bullshit. <laughs> right? No bullshit at all. That's the pillow yeah. guarantee. You know nineteen seventy World Cup in Mexico, guess how I got there? I swam. Right? <laughs> Fucking shark-infested waters as well. Fucking fought off about 20 sharks on my way. <clears throat> but it's not that far. It's only up the coast. Just straight uh, up the coast, right? 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm a fucking fast swimmer. And if you factor out the shark fights I had to have, some of which lasted, you know, a good few minutes, right, I probably could have done the old thing had there been no sharks in 20 minutes. And you might think, Pele... You must have been knackered when you got to Mexico <laughs> after doing all that swimming and fighting sharks. Well, 
You might think that, but who's the cunt who won and won the World Cup straight Fucking after? Me. me, this cunt, you're looking at him. <laughs> Bang! Right, mate, to be up, you're half hours up now. <laughs> Go get me a drink, you can have a free half hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, rum and black currant. Rum and Ribena, just ask him for a rum and Ribena. With ice. Or just t- tell him it's for me, they'll fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah, I get some fucking crisps when you're up there. I'm fucking starved. Quickly getting back though to the things about the seagulls. Um, I've got a theory that this is the crow lobby, and they're trying mm. to divert all the attention away from the negative attention this, the uh, the crows have been getting on this podcast. So they're trying to throw throw a few stories out about seagulls. But there's a one that uh, Andrew Williams tweeted in, and it was tweeted by the QI people, the boffins, oh, crows. Yeah. Not only hold grudges, but they also tell yeah. their friends and family about them. Now that's got to be true if it's really? on the fucking QI page. Yeah, how about that, hey? Crows hold grudges. Got to and be they've worried been about spreading us. grudges. I did see that, and when I was running again in Richmond Park, I saw some crows, mm-hmm. and there was two of them hanging about in the path that I was running along, yeah. about hundred yards off, and I saw these cunts, and I thought they looked. Uh, this this email, this message we'd had about them, like gossiping amongst themselves, mm-hmm. spreading spiteful rumours. I yeah. thought to myself, "This is what they're doing." They're like, "Here he comes! Yeah, here comes cunty bollocks!" The lady, it, it, it's in from the podcast. We've yeah, heard it. We've, we've all heard, heard it. Well, one of us He's heard it. Cunt. The other one, and he told everyone else about it. Yeah, most crows don't listen to podcast. Well, we do, but not to that sort of shit. We're more into like Joe Rogan and that sort of thing. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> right? Because the thing about Joe Rogan is, it's funny, but there's a substance to it. Yeah. Right? But these cunts, top light, I mean, all they do is just swear at each other and talk nonsense. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. But there is one crow, he he, he listens to it, not because he likes it, but he makes it his business to stay across all the big podcasts so he knows if anyone's talking about us, about yeah. the crow community. He heard it, he transcribed it, and he sent it round the crow community, right? And we've all had the heads up. If you see this cunt, we've heard he goes running to Richmond Park, right? If you see him, see what you can do. If there's only a couple of you, try and scare him a bit. If there's more of a swarm of you, yeah. right, a murder of crows, try and get him, get his eyeballs out, right? <laughs> see if he can podcast then. Well, he probably can, I suppose, if he's blind. But he'll certainly he'll have to miss a couple of weeks. <laughs> ah, he could podcast blind, surely. Get his good <laughs> wife just to switch the machine on for him. <laughs> Still giving the same the old shit comes out with. Where's the microphone? Am I speaking into it, darling? <laughs> Can you put it nearer to my mouth? I can't read my notes. Andy, can you hear me, Andy? I didn't see any of the football. I'm blind, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm afraid so, my old friend. Quite, quite blind. (laughs) And that's how Joe Rogan's got a million pound Spotify deal and we haven't, basically. The fucking Fucking cross. Rogan. Well, Rogan's always interviewing, like, interesting people, Mm. like, you know, doctors or scientists. Right. Or, um... Racists. Sorry, I'm just looking at my cat. My cat has suddenly stood up at the mirror. Okay. And he's staring at his own reflection and scratching his paws oh. at it. I've not Done seen him before? do that before. 
No, he's not Jesus. done that before. It's like he's just discovered mirrors. He's got the right... He's like, who's this con? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you in the house, you dickhead? <laughs> Fancy a fight. Right, let's leave it at that, sub. Because yeah. uh, I've had enough, basically. Yeah, um, all right. Let's have a just rest time. Yeah. Um, it's life and... logistics tomorrow, so get your emails in and your tweets if you're an IFS yeah, subscriber and you want you, your life sorting out. Don't waste the opportunity. Yeah, it only um, comes around once we, a week. We've been having quite a lot of feedback and we've actually, I wouldn't say saved a lot of lives, but we've drastically improved a lot of people's yeah. lives and helped them through a lot of serious challenges with yeah. our advice. So do yourself a favour and think something up to send to us. Yeah, otherwise we'll just make something up ourselves. Um, yeah. All right, thanks very much, TTFN, dickheads. See you, dickheads. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.